0: Brothers and sisters, friends, I see some enemies. Hey guys, you're listening to Connecting the Dots. Thank you so much for checking in today. I'm Kevin and I hope you guys have All been staying aware and critical and doing more than just hanging in there. I'm really excited for today's episode because we're going to be covering a book called Masters of Mankind by Noam Chomsky. Uh, It's really a collection of his essays going as far back to 1969 and as recent as 2013. Uh, It's a a dope book that covers a bunch of different topics and areas uh, regarding, you know, aspects of America's foreign policies or practices, uh, the erosion of our democracy, manipulation, a bunch of historical events and circumstances, and provides a lot of revealing information and tactics. Uh, Although this book isn't necessarily long, it is actually pretty dense, but it does cover a lot of information and provides a lot of context. And again, I'm really just going to be brushing over it. So if you guys want to know more on some of these issues, you know, I suggest picking up the book and trying to get more from it yourselves. I'm excited for this one, guys. So let's get right into it. so let's start off by looking at what chomsky calls the masters of mankind these are the people who control major institutions and who control the means of production control the means of exchange transportation communication and publicity or or media whoever controls this controls the structure of the nation very similar to what the power elite is i believe the terms can be used somewhat interchangeably Uh, these People who possess not just massive wealth and riches, but it's really the power that they wield with that wealth and their status and their attainment uh, to higher circles. Um, these are people of massive influence in politics, policy, media, etc. Our state governments and even federal government are more determined now than ever by the private power and influence of these people. The free market is where business reigns supreme and it's free from government control and regulation at least in america uh, that is the market controls the prices the products the services etc not the government this includes services like healthcare, uh, dental mental treatment therapy uh, housing everything that we really need because of the dominance that corporate and private interests have established not only have they regimented the lives of the people but They have many hands within our government, which we were told was supposed to serve us. Instead, the government bends to the wishes of these masters at our expense. This alone should be outrageous to you. They have taken and conquered what was supposed to be all of ours. The architects of power in the United States have to create a force that can be felt but not seen, power, is stronger in the dark and it evaporates in the light this is super similar to something i said or wrote in one of my other episodes liberation um an original piece that i wrote it's the same kind of application or ideology i guess so many of these entities and institutions have some serious fucking power and we kind of just take it for granted and accept the consequences of their actions or inactions every day imagine the power by controlling the media and controlling what issues are covered and not covered conveniently. This is mass influence and it has the power to create a nation of distracted and lost people, which is really what we are. The power over the education system, controlling how and what children learn and how we initially perceive and construct the world. Imagine the power that one possesses while controlling or manipulating the current economic system and impacting the livelihoods of thousands and millions of people based off of corporate decisions or even political decisions since these people have the money to infiltrate politics in a way that none of us can compete with because we don't have the fucking money this is power we need to identify and fight this unequal power dynamic because we wake up every day and we take this shit every day over and over again Our government does not respond to the anguish of its people because they are the chief culprits. They are the ones responsible and they are overtly biased. They have abandoned the working men and women of this country in more ways than one, depriving all of us of basic and equitable rights like universal access to healthcare and good quality education. It's not above or beyond our capabilities as a nation. We are the richest nation on the planet. How are you gonna tell us that this is some kind of pipe dream? Especially when other countries make it work every day. This is not accidental. This should outrage you. The real barbarians are not outside the gate. They're already inside. They're already here. The real barbarians aren't the immigrants or the poor or the welfare receivers. The real barbarians are the masters block every option towards progress to maintain and maximize their profits. Business will pursue its own agenda and block the objectives of labor and progressives and advocates and activists and peoples. Progress is not an option if it comes at the expense of the masters. Presidents will happily appeal to big business more than to the army of small business owners or workers. How is this not enraging? Business sets the framework of the political system, and right now, money is God in America, while things like common decency, social investment, and humanity are all pushed aside. Here's a quote from one of these skilled, business-minded people that Chomsky provides, and try to hear his words and what he's really saying and the arrogance in what he's saying. Vital decision-making in policy matters as well as in business must remain at the top. This is partly, though not completely, what the top is for. This is interesting and it's revealing, but what is rational for the market and for capitalism and business is not necessarily rational for the safety of the environment. It's not rational for the livelihoods of our people or the direction of the nation. Our current political economy is a form of plutocracy which is basically plutocracy is basically a government being run by the wealthy this diverts us and leads us and strays us away from what a real democracy should be we were promised and told we were born into something like this and yet it doesn't match the reality capitalism is not compatible with democracy the two cannot sustain themselves for very long one has to go Right now there is popular discontent and widespread dissatisfaction with the economic system. The people want social investment and security in things like healthcare, education, security in old age, in childcare, and food, shelter, etc. But the reality of public policy is very far from what the public preference is. Americans, it's no secret, lack diplomatic skills, both domestically and internationally, Um, We know this, and if you don't, I'm pretty sure it's clear to see when you take a good look. But that's because the United States respects no one. The United Nations was supposed to, in a way, kind of tame America after World War II and bring our policies and actions at the scrutiny of world public opinion. But Washington consistently dismisses international law and what world leaders say. Not just American law, but a pretty standard set of laws in the name of all humankind. If our leaders can so easily dismiss the opinions and outcries from world public and world leaders, what makes you think that they're going to listen to us and give into our wants and our needs willingly? No matter what they say on the TV and the press conferences, their actions don't match their words. So don't plead with the plutocracy, don't plead to the masters, identify them as illegitimate, expel them. You shouldn't have even fucking been here in the first place. For the most part, peace and diplomacy are often on the table. People would like to talk and discuss some of these issues. Um, Some people are even willing to compromise. I'm not willing to compromise. I think some of the uh, aspects that we just mentioned should be basic human rights, Um, but, you know, to each their own. I mean, I guess. But at the end of the day, we, we can talk, but the powerful, they don't talk. They do what they want. They take what they want. Chomsky says that the problem after a war or after a battle is with the victor, with the winner. America has been the winner and the big dog for a pretty long time now. The winner thinks that He has just proved that war and violence pay off, and nobody does this better than America, war and violence. Now, who will teach him a lesson? Those who run the game can turn ruthless on a whim, at our expense, of course. To the masters, the people, us, we are like beasts to them, Chomsky says, the great beast. They must tame us to maintain their power and they regiment the public mind every bit as much as the army does to its own soldiers. An example of this is what is known as the Creel Committee. It's C-R-E-E-L, the Creel Committee, which is basically an agency that was created in World War I and was meant to influence public opinion to support U.S. involvement in the war. We've talked about other shit like this before in other episodes. It's starting to reveal a pattern. The media is the master's greatest weapon. Propaganda is the pleasant form of social control and the genius of American propaganda and advertising should not be underestimated. The idea of the American dream was created by the public relations industry and yet it endures. People often bring it up in a debate or an argument. Politicians reference it often nowadays, you know, like as if that means much um, and it endures in the entertainment industry and within business propaganda and popular culture. At this point, social struggles and societal issues are determined more by who has the most persuasive propaganda, not who has the most compelling argument. This is America. Our people can be convinced of anything, including supporting or negating domestic and foreign policy without facts or without argument. That's how smart we all are. Corporations and corporate backers want us to be a stupid nation. The stupider we all are, the easier we are to control, especially through tools like propaganda and the media and low funding and education. This creates a nation of easily manipulated individuals. Corporations and the Chamber of Commerce have carried out major publicity campaigns to deny climate change. This exemplifies exactly what I'm saying. Just because you're not being beat up or locked up or shots are flying in the street does not mean that you are not under attack or some form of attack. Society has allowed leadership and propaganda, the authority to mold the mind of the masses so that they will perform their duties in our free society kind of like soldiers do in their disciplined armies. At this point, it seems like the United States reluctantly practices democracy at home. Let me close out this section on the masters with this quote that Chomsky provides to provide some insight on the perspective and the mindset of the elite or the masters. You may protest as much as you like. There is but one condition attached to the freedom we would very much like to encourage. Your protests may be as loud as possible, as long as they remain ineffective. Though we regret your sufferings very much and would like to do something about them, indeed we have studied them very carefully and have already spoken to your rulers and immediate superiors about these matters. Any attempt by you to remove your oppressors by force is a threat to civilized society and the democratic process. Such threats we cannot and shall not tolerate as you resort to force, we will, if need be, wipe you from the face of the earth by the measured response that rains down a flame from the skies. All right, guys, the author says that, like all good books and all good writers, he provides some solutions or some kind of agenda moving forward. And he says that the only, that only mass participation, only mass participation in planning decision making and the reconstruction of our societal institutions will create the transformation or spiritual transformation in the masses that we need. This is the prerequisite for social social revolution and this can help, you know, at least be a starting point to solving some of our problems. But know that if this becomes effective and we do start to mobilize, expect to be met with repression and force. By confronting authority and the atrocities that they commit and we allow, we pose a threat to the masters of mankind. And at the same time, we bring into the consciousness of others the reality that they have been avoiding either deliberately or unintentionally. So in other words, be prepared to face repression and act in defense of the values that you cherish and profess and long for. Change requires sacrifice. It also requires investment. Currently, the left needs a better understanding of current society and a historical analysis is necessary when looking at power dynamics and certain conflicts. The left also badly needs a better understanding of the possibilities for alternative forms of social organization and social reality. We must be willing to face the facts and undertake the hard work that is required to make real contributions and understanding. People are all preaching the importance of voting and go vote and register and all that. Yes, all that is important, but what does it matter if you have no understanding of what it is you're voting on and the options in front of you are deemed unacceptable? Then what? Understanding is necessary. Organizing and participating are necessary. Voting is the shit you do to apply what I just said. More is required. And if you don't have the time to obtain this understanding because... Obviously, we have to work and support your families and children. And sometimes you just get distracted with sports games, celebrities, television, social media, or sometimes you just need to fucking live your life and rest in an actually fulfilling way and do what you can to make you feel human. But despite all of that, you can still give something. You can still give your money. You can give your mind, your voice, your time, your leadership, your organizing, your volunteering, whatever everyone has something to give and everybody should if you want to see real change come about the masters want you distracted from public participation to them the public has to be kept in its place your function or role in their democracy is to just be a spectator of the action you're not supposed to participate or get involved they rely on this they count on it but we can create the future rather than just watching it flow by us a perfect society is unattainable but this does not justify the lack of pursuit or progress or changes and transformation necessary to get better the business community the the power elite the masters the one percent whatever you want to call them they possess class consciousness and solidarity they study their adversaries which are us and they do it well they know us Most of us don't know them. They battle for the minds of men and women. Now, we blame everyone except for those that are actually responsible, those that I just listed. We blame the immigrants, we'll blame the white people, we'll blame welfare families, the socialists, the liberals, the republicans, the government, everyone. Not only does this perpetuate more divisiveness and confusion and distractions, but it stagnates us because we don't have our eyes on our real enemies on the source of our problems, on the source of our despair. We love to hate on the Trumps and the Bidens and the Clintons of the world. And don't get me wrong, I mean, they all deserve it. But we limit ourselves to them. Trump is a fucking problem. And the path he will lead us down will carry us to disaster. But the ride doesn't stop with him. The fact that a man like that was even allowed into his position should enrage you because the system failed you but he is not the source of all our problems. We have been headed down this path for a very long time. Now it seems like the illusion is gone and people see where we are now as a nation. He is the result of our enduring problems and he and men like him will exasperate what is left of us. We can vote him out of office tomorrow, but then what? We're supposed to get right back on that ride that took us here in the first place? No. More is required of us. The masters possess class consciousness, but do you? They know their adversaries, the great beasts, which is us. Do you know your real adversary? Because I can tell you, it's not the dumbass Trump supporters. It's not the bootlickers. It's not even the racists sowing more divisiveness and fear. These are fucking distractions. Get the fuck out of my face. It's the institutions, the system, the establishment, and the people that manipulate them that allows for so much inequality, so much divisiveness, so much deprivation, and unnecessary turmoil and sorrow. The men and women who serve their own interests at all of our expenses, including the racists, the Trump supporters, the idiots, all of us, none of us are as free as we think we are. The permanent conditions of inequality can end democracy. Even people like our cherished American heroes, Thomas Jefferson and Adam Smith, even those fools saw the necessity to have equality of condition, and I'd add equality of opportunity to that as essential to a free and just society. We are united in our oppression. We are united in our lack of quality investment, in our lack of healthcare, of education, of housing, of steady income or livable wages. We are united by common enemies. These adversaries are powerful enough to transcend and overcome the barriers of race, gender, religion, class, nationality, anything. It requires all of us and all of us have to demand more. I watched the debate tonight and that's kind of why I decided to record this episode and make this episode. It was, it was clear to see that the American people deserve better each and every one of us deserves better. All right, guys, that's going to be it for today. Thank you so much for listening in. Uh, I hope you got something from this episode, and I really hope, you know, you check out the book. He provides a lot of information. I really only touched on some of it and kind of added a little bit of my own perspective. Uh, the debate had me a little bit, uh, I don't know, a little bit um, frustrated, so I kind of used this to uh, be an outlet and you know, I I know that those two leaders were so-called leaders, Trump and Biden, really dropped the ball. Uh, There was more calls and, you know, there was more divisiveness and insults than there was for unity. And I wanted to take this opportunity to challenge uh, the people to create solidarity and unity. But again, you know, this book is worth a read. I'll add a link if you guys want to check out the book in the description. And I'll also add uh, this episode's protest song recommendation. And this song recommendation is called knights of sedonia by muse check it out it's super dope song and it's pretty popular but if you haven't heard it already check it out asap um all right guys thanks again i appreciate anyone who takes the time to listen especially when you can be doing anything else uh but be sound and make a new comrade today make a new ally um you know expand but all right guys thank you very much peace